Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Hello and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. Hello, Built On Air listeners. We've got a great show for you this week. On today's episode, we speak with Aaron Korenblit from the education team at Airtable itself. You may recognize him from Twitter, the Airtable forum, Airtable webinars, and his live stream videos, in which he teaches users how to get the most out of the powerful tool we know and love. Aaron talks with us today about the exciting release of the Airtable platform, which launched this week at the time of this recording. The launch focused on three pillars, Airtable Automations, Airtable Sync, and the Airtable Marketplace, each filled with tons of new features and possibilities. Airtable Automations, which has been around for the last couple of months, has received a slew of new possible actions, including new integration options with external apps and two new triggers. Airtable Sync is an answer to a long-awaited feature request, allowing one-way cross-based syncing. Finally, the Airtable Marketplace is the new home for Airtable Blocks, now called Apps, and includes custom apps built by users, such as the Scheduler app by our very own Camille Parks. Today, Aaron shows off what the Airtable platform can do by demoing these new features for us. If you hadn't had a chance to try out the new features yet, this episode is a great place to start learning about them. Check out the show notes for more about the Airtable platform, links to upcoming webinars, and Aaron's live streams. Hello, Aaron. Thank you so much for joining us on Built on Air today. Hey, Ali. Excited to be here. Real honor. So uh, it means a lot to be here. Well, the pleasure is all mine. I am so <laughs> excited to be able to interview you and learn more about Airtable um, and all the new goodies you guys came out with this week. It's been one heck of a week, and I'm sure everybody <laughs> is super excited as they've begun to dig into all of these new products. I figured it might be good to just start with like a uh, a little bit about you and how you started working for Airtable? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my path is, is a little interesting in that uh, now I'm on the education team at Airtable, uh, helping run webinars, educational content, and really help folks, uh, you know, whether they're beginners or advanced users, really get the most out of Airtable. Uh, how I joined is that uh, before joining Airtable, I was an, an Airtable instructor, if you will. Uh, so I created the Essential Guide to Airtable, and um, yeah, just just you know, always tried to fill the educational gaps uh, that were there in Airtable. And now I, I do this full time, so it's been a, a real dream come true to be able to touch many more folks, explain Airtable to many more folks. Uh, and kind of do the work that you do as well and just help, you know, more folks get more value out of Airtable. Exactly. And I find that that's really a, a common factor in the Airtable community. Everybody that falls in love with it also falls in love with helping other people use it. So Yeah, and I think that's, that's the most exciting part of this community in the sense of we, we discover this tool, we understand the impact that it can have on others in terms of really empowering them to build their own software. And that really becomes this, this flywheel, if you will, of like folks being excited and then bringing it to other people. So uh, it, it, if you are one of those people for folks listening in, like I truly appreciate that. And really my work is to enable other, you know, that, those folks to go further. Uh, so it's really exciting work every day. I applaud you for it. I, I see your <laughs> posts all the time. Um, and is that, so you were an Airtable user before you started working for Airtable? Yeah, I've been a user since 2017. Uh, and the you know short backstory is I used to help. Uh, I, I, I my friends and environment are not very tech savvy, so I used to do these evenings where I would invite folks and show them technolo tech technology essentially. And Airtable was a big part of those evenings. 
Um, and a lot of folks said, hey, can you come explain Airtable at our company or, or come do a lunch and learn at a full-time job that wasn't explaining Airtable. So someone had the bright idea of saying, why don't you create like an online course I can then kind of give to other folks. Uh, and I, I'd assume that no one would, would watch it except my <laughs> friends. Um, but then that wasn't the case. I, I put it up on, on the web and, and people seem to enjoy it. So, you know, one thing led to another. Here I am doing this, uh, you know, four or five hours a day teaching folks Airtable. So really exciting. That is wonderful. Seriously. So how long has this been in the works that you know of, uh, this big giant release of the Airtable platform? Seven years, I would say. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when I, when how we are CEO uh, did this tweet tweet thread, you know, talking about that first deck and talking about the vision of Airtable and, you know, two things about that. One is, you know, that deck does kind of lay out the foundation of what is Airtable today. And it's not in a, uh, oh my God, look how great we were to predict this, but more of like, we've been working towards this vision for quite a while. And this is the first time that we're kind of breaking down barriers, both for not the first time, but one of the largest kind of uh, uh, stepwise functions towards doing that where internal, if multiple teams are working on Airtable, you can now break down silos. Automations let you automate kind of a basic uh, business logic within your tool and then apps, X blocks, but more precisely, com you know, community submitted apps let you solve for everything that Airtable doesn't solve for today. Um, and really provide last mile solutions for uh, a specific use case that is, you know, very niche to uh, a certain part of Airtable, but also sometimes just functionality that a lot of folks want um, and, and enable everyone to build on top of Airtable. So that that was number one. Like we, this has been in the works for quite a while, uh, and so I think that's why it was so exciting. And second, I think that deck kind of gives you an idea of how things are at Airtable. Uh, that deck is a Google Doc that was, you know, put into a deck. And, and we do take uh, time to reflect on these decisions and really try to um, give empathetic, you know, solve software-wise to the largest problems at Airtable. Uh, and I know that, you know, I think the first, first uh, community post was quite a while ago around, uh, you know, cross-base uh, mm -hmm. information. So you know, super excited that we can at least solve um, a, a large use case there. So, so I, I, I hate to say it, like it, it has been a long while in the works and, and that's why I think everyone is so excited about it. And including me, like the hardest part sometimes of working at Airtable is not telling folks that, you know, this is going to go on Monday, uh, exactly. but also the reward of seeing them, you know, be so excited. Right. And that's so funny. That was going to be one of my next questions was, did you hear all the rumors that were milling about? I mean, as soon as the custom blocks SDK thing was released, I was hearing all over the place, oh, there's going to be a marketplace. There's going to be a marketplace. And every time I'd hear it get brought up, I'd hear someone at Airtable say, no, no, that's not really on the roadmap or whatever. And then boom. And yeah. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's sometimes hard. You wanna, you don't necessarily wanna, wanna keep things from people, but also, uh, you know, bundling it together gives folks the ability to get excited around things. And um, so we did, I hope, leave enough tips on the trail, such as you know, leaving automations, doing the blocks SDK, and you know, there, there's a lot of work ahead as well, like uh, a lot of fair questions, good questions that we're excited to tackle. So I think this just shows you the the potential uh, from that's available now. And, and now like the work begins, right? So now that we have a marketplace, now that we have sync, now that we have automations, like there's a lot of work to be done there and super, super excited to have everyone uh, along with the ride. And hopefully uh, we have new people along with the ride since uh, the launch as well. So really excited about that. Absolutely. And, and like you said, with the uh, Airtable sync solving such a huge use case, that was probably the first major hurdle that I got over when I started learning Airtable was I set up a zap that would, you know, I'd add something to one table and it would get pushed into six different bases and then I had to take it out somehow. And now it's just like click of a button, all done. So yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Sync is, is, is super powerful. I'm so excited. How many times have, does your work depend on someone else's work? Right. And, you know, what that means today is is meetings. Oh, where are you on this? Or, you know, have you changed this piece of information? 
uh, or hey, we completely missed that update uh, that you changed this launch date or you changed the status of this. Um, so really being able to have it in your base uh, just is is great, right? Like there's no, I don't, you know, I don't want to, I don't know there's other ways of saying this. It's just fantastic, right? Uh, especially as organizations have multiple teams working out of multiple bases and the risk of having multiple sources of truth, right? Or, um, you know, it's lives somewhere that's not structured. Uh, just the, the, I think the reaction of folks uh, speaks for itself of just like how great this is. And I'm, I'm mostly excited to, to hear more around how folks are using it. And then there are probably other things we need to work on. So uh, um, it's been super exciting. Yeah. Excellent. And so I'm assuming that the initial response has been overwhelmingly positive. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the overwhelmingly positive, I think, um, now it's, it's up to the community to, to, to build and to show us what's possible here. Uh, you know, obviously whenever we, we, we launch something, uh, we have an idea of how folks are going to use it, uh, a pretty good idea usually, but then we're always, we're always both, uh, not surprised, but excited about the reaction. And then folks coming back to us and saying, here's how we use it. Mm -hmm. Here's the, you know, here's what we've unlocked thanks to this. And, and for me, that's always the most exciting part. So uh, it's we're we're excited for folks to use it and to tell us how they're using it. I couldn't agree more. I'm also super excited to see what starts coming out of this. Have you seen anything so far this week that you were like, whoa, we didn't see that coming and that's really cool. Yeah, I, I I think the the customer success managers from what they're saying is like this this it, it it that is the 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 goal of this but just the extent of the velocity of usage so imagine you have kind of a central launch calendar mm -hmm. right that the company relies on um and you don't necessarily want to give access to the whole company into like the all the steps that right. go into that um and then you could have you know just to so many bases, so many lines of work that now depend on it that are instantly updated, uh, but also just the granularity of what you can share, right? So, you know, um, without speaking to specific use cases, like um, production of certain products that are now synced across 30 to 40 bases, right? Or subsets of those tables uh, in a certain way. So uh, just, just the, I've seen like the messages of like, I now have canceled five recurring meetings or, you know, everybody, we now have a true launch uh, Slack channel that whenever we update a source of truth, it actually kind of reverberates across the company. Um, so they're, they're, they're exciting, not in there, how they're unexpected, but they're exciting in just the sheer amount of mundane work that has been eliminated. Uh, which for me is the most exciting part, right? So just for, for folks to be able to do their work and not worry about the work uh, and just be able to do more. So that's really exciting. Exactly. And, and one of the, it, this is like a very specific part of all of the new things, but the most exciting thing that I've come across so far is one of the new options for automations uh, to be able to trigger an automation based on an updated record. Which yes in the past up until Monday or just was not, it, I mean, I found really crazy ninja like workarounds with Zapier and linking tables and mm -hmm. everything. But now it's just like, watch this field and tell me when right. it changes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's one example of what I'm excited for folks to use, right? We, we, especially on the education team, we come in with like some belief of how folks should use and what they will use it for. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, the, I receive a lot of tweets or a lot of messages of like, hey, I'm using it in this way or can we use it in that way? And I'm like, oh, I hadn't, hadn't necessarily thought of that as a use case. And, and I'm just really excited where, you know, when you think of updating a record, running a script, um, that, that's an endless possibility of talking to either other services or just updating information. So uh, yeah, <laughs> I could only echo how excited you are. Right. So like, I, I feel that same way. And, and even running webinars this week, um, I, you know, part of our webinar, and I'll show you in a minute when we get into the demo part is like sending a tweet. Right. And but whenever I see that air table, I still, I'm still excited about it. Right. I still, I still get giddy around it. I don't know. Hopefully that feeling will stay. 
I don't know. Probably it will to a certain extent, um, but that, that's just super exciting. Absolutely. And are you guys looking to add more options to the automations, uh, like what you can tr uh, use for actions um, with other apps? Yeah, 100%. Uh, so automations is both here to stay and here to grow. Uh, so what we want is tell us what are those um, applications that you want Airtable to speak to? What are things within Airtable that you'd like us uh, to improve, whether from an action or a trigger standpoint? And really, we're looking to the community to tell us how they're going to use it. We kind of felt like we wanted to get um, some apps in there that we know are popular, uh, mm -hmm. but we want to you know, add stuff. I can't give you an exact timeline, but we definitely want this to grow and want automation usage to grow for sure. Absolutely. And I can only see it going upward and onward. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. I, since it was released, even there's been, I mean, I know you came out with this big uh, platform launch as well, but I've seen more and more things get added over time, more apps and more options. Um, I couldn't be happier with it, honestly. Yeah. So here to grow and here to stay for sure. Excellent. So what, out of all of everything that was released on Monday, what are you the most excited about? Oof. You know, you'd think I'd expect this question. Um, I'd say, I'll, I'll answer this in two ways. I think from, like, from I'm a user on Airtable, and especially as like I'm a relatively new user with maybe adoption across a company, I think sync is just so huge, right? And it's instantly intuitive. Um, it's instantly valuable. Um, the second thing I'm excited about that, that's like number one. So I think sync is just so huge. It's been so requested. It unlocks so much. Um, I would say I'm maybe an iota more excited about that. The second part, and I think it's probably because automation has been here for a while for folks who, who have been using it. So it's, it's less of that feeling. I think the second part is just what, what apps are people going to build? Right. So, you know, just, just yesterday, someone was like, uh, I have this idea for an app and I said, you know, just go and build it. Right. And, um, and, and, and that's exciting because it really will allow folks both to build on top of Airtable, but to what I'm folks who are empathetic to that use case, right? So people who have deep empathy for a specific use case, for a specific challenge in a specific industry can now go out and build their application. And then if they want to, you know, distribute it across that community across that use case or that specific functionality. And I think in that, that blocks, uh, the apps, I guess we, it was a blocks-a-thon. I guess it was a blocks competition. We now call it apps competition. Yep. Um, I was blown away, away by what people built. There was that, that music example where you can play music on Airtable. There was that learning management system, which obviously as an educator is very close to my heart. Uh, the markup one who is now, that's not on the marketplace. Uh, so, so that I, I think in the longer term, that I think is going to be probably where I will continue to gain excitement, right? So where someone will, will build something and be like, wow, that's so cool. Exactly. But yeah. all excited across the board. I just want to make that clear. Excited across <laughs> all three big, big sections here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That was kind of a big question I threw at you. <laughs> But yeah, I, I can't wait to see what more what people are coming out with, especially with the custom blocks. Um, my co-host Camille was actually one of the winners, and I applaud right. her for that as well. Super, super cool. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I I can't wait. And now, just on the flip side of that, what do you think users are most excited about? Yeah, I I, I think. Dep uh, depends what type of user you're thinking about. So coming back to the idea of like, if you're working in a large company where maybe you're not that creator who built the base, I think sync is intuitive and useful. Um, I think for folks who have been maybe a little lo longer time Airtable users, um, automation just unlocks so many things, right? So um, whether it's record creation that's automated or notifications. So really you can stay on top of that base or actually kind of doing your work in Airtable and then sending it to other systems that you rely on, whether that's Jira, Google Calendar, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I think that from a creator standpoint is extremely enticing in that you're like, oh, like I don't need to worry about this. I don't need to 
do this anymore. It's all done for me. So it reduces the time you spend worrying about work. And second, like it, it, it just it does the work for you sometimes, uh, which is super exciting. So I think those two together from a user standpoint is just exciting. I, I say the word user, but like they're all software creators now, right? So there is no distinction between a user and a software builder now. It, it was a little more marked before, but now really it's much easier. And I think in, in not the longer term, but as that marketplace fills out, um, I think people will find delight in it, right? Where I mean by that is like, oh, I, I need this one thing to unlock my workflow and you can find it in marketplace. So I encourage folks to uh, create if you're on the Airtable side of, of that Airtable base creator uh, and do encourage developers and everything in the middle. Do encourage folks who, frankly, like myself, who uh, have never, you know, writing an app has never appealed to them uh, or I, as myself, I don't necessarily have the technical knowledge, but do want to be able to do that. Uh, so I think there's something in this launch for every type of user. Absolutely. And I apologize if you can hear my dog now. She just That's fine. crazy right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. And, and I could not agree more. And I really find that there is such a wide breadth of Airtable users. There's the people right. that are full stack software engineers and developers and understand it front to back. And then the everyday man that barely needs to understand a computer can pick it up. And it's so intuitive that it's, yeah, yeah it's wonderful. I, I, that's probably one of my favorite things about Airtable in general is that. It's yeah. Just, I think it's, it's one of the exciting parts of the launch is that there was something for um, wherever you find yourself across that technical spectrum, there's something in this launch for you. Uh, and I think, you know, for me as, as someone who's maybe gone across that spectrum, right, who uh, didn't understand, understand Airtable and then kind of fumbled my way through it. And now, you know, looking towards things like scripting and, and React as, as potential unlocks for my own workflows. And, you know, as, as an educator, want to bring that learning to everyone who is looking to learn Airtable. Exactly. And it's great, too, because it, it's doesn't it's not even just industry specific it spans literally anything like mm -hmm. you can it up for your personal use or you could run your entire business out of it yeah even you know our our favorite use case the cattle rancher uh building you know they're managing their cattle on top of Airtable, uh or you know doing production or or whatever it is uh events crms project management whatever it is that you want to build on Airtable. Uh, we want to give you those tools, those building blocks to build it. Awesome. And what do you think is coming next? I know that's a big question as well. Well, I, I yeah, yeah, I don't, I think it's, it's, I can't give you dates or specifics that said, like, I think we've established what we're going to work on for a little while, right? There's different types of sinks that people are now investigating or wondering about. I think that's a big avenue of work in terms of automations. You've said it yourself, like what, applications can I talk to? Can I talk to them in a deeper manner? Can we improve uh, those triggers to really encompass everything that folks want to do to start automations? And then apps, it's both around how can we empower our community to build more applications, but also give them the tools uh, from a support standpoint, from a billing standpoint. There, I think there was a uh, ask us anything in the community where there were really thoughtful questions coming from the community and all of that represents work that we need to do. So uh, um, without being able to tell you this is going to launch on this date, one thing's very, very clear. Uh, we're only starting to work on these three pillars. Uh, so uh, I think we've established what we need to do for quite a while here uh, mm -hmm. and we'll try to bring in as quick as we can. But again, just coming back to that idea of like our everyone listening and, and being part of the Airtable community is what who we want directing that, right? So, so keep those questions coming, uh, uh, keep those, uh, push us to build more. So um, that's what's coming. I guess that makes sense. And more educational content, uh, uh, better support. Uh, um, you know, uh, our team is growing just like our, our community uh, of Airtable users is growing. So across the board, I can tell you at Airtable, uh, there's no lack of things to do. 
I can imagine. And I've seen, I've, I've been a user since 2017 as well. And I've seen just, it's exponentially just grown. Like not only the amount of people I've seen posting about it, talking about it, but the features just keep rolling out faster and faster, which I am super impressed and very happy with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, as, a, as a fellow 2017 user, I remember so many times I said, um, uh, do you remember a time when we didn't have this? Right. right? Uh, and, I, and I talk back to some colleagues who have been at Airtable much longer, and they remember a day before, you know, like view types, right? And uh, so I hope we, I, what, I, what I hope is that we keep launching features that folks say, do you remember when we didn't have this? And I think Monday was a big day of that. Uh, but now we've just set the bar this high and we need to keep, keep upping the bar. So if, if folks who work at Airtable are listening to this, I apologize, you, you, we've set the bar really high and we have to keep, keep upping that bar because that's what folks expect now, I think. I couldn't agree more, absolutely. <laughs> oh my goodness. So one question, I guess one specific question I would have about automations and triggers and actions would be, are you thinking at all about allowing cross-base actions now that Sync uh, is available? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd have to ask the automations team specifically. I think there are so many, so much that folks want, right? And, you know, how I think just to, to get into the weeds and, and when I kind of show the functionality to maybe folks who haven't tried sync is that sync is a table, yeah. right? And I think that was done purposefully to enable automations to be built on top of it, okay. right? So when I think folks think about cross-base anything, they always thought of it as like, I'd like to link a record to somewhere else, which actually opens up a lot of other problems, right? right? Whereas syncing allows you to specify from the source what information you want to make visible and then let folks build on top of that. Um, so there's kind of like a purpose to how it's been built. Mm -hmm. um, and sync tables for now is the way that we are prioritizing how to talk between bases. Uh, I think the question more generally is, you know, can you, once you've updated your syncing two tables, now it's a one-way relationship. And I think we're hearing from the community sometimes that that can have value in a two-way sync. So not to say that we are going to do it and that there's a timeline for it, but what, again, I encourage folks to do is uh, just like you've been doing for years around what cross-base means, what syncing means, so what we ended up with is sync. Tell us what that two-way conversation should look like between bases, right? Because we, we want to be extremely thoughtful if we do release anything and how we build on top of sync. Uh, so, um, for now, that conversation, I guess I, I call it a conversation, I shouldn't say this, but the way to communicate between bases is that table sync, and then you can build on top of, build automations on top of that. Right, absolutely. I guess I hadn't, um, I hadn't thought about it that way. You could use that sync table as triggers in the, the, the base that you're syncing too. Yeah, and, and I'll show you an example, uh, the kind of little example I have set up here actually does that. Excellent. Well, wonderful. I mean, maybe that's probably a good segue to go into our demo. Yeah, yeah cool. Okay, so kind of two objectives over the next 10 minutes. Let's imagine we are a campaign management team. So what that means is we kind of manage tweets, blog posts, all the content around a specific launch, right? So we're going to put ourselves like we're, we're creating furniture. Um, however, furniture, the, the furniture we release is decided by the product team the manufacturing team. So we don't necessarily have visibility into those specific launch dates, what we're launching. However, we need to structure our campaigns around that, mm -hmm. right? And so um, just gonna quickly introduce the base that we're looking at. It's got two tables, campaigns and content pipeline. And what we see here is that whenever we've decided that, or the product team has informed us that a product is about to be launched, uh, we create a campaign around it. So we've got three campaigns, Let's say fall 2020 is Trevor's coffee table. That's the, the coffee table we're going to launch in the fall. Three statuses you know, for each potential campaign upcoming, which means that we know that launch is happening. There's a specific product. Building is when we start creating the content around that. And live means that the campaign is ongoing. We create an owner and then target specific channels. 
So Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for that Traverse Coffee table. That is a multi-select field. And then you'll notice that for each one of these channels, we create an associated content post. And that's where we start to start drafting those posts. So I'm sure this structure is familiar to you, Ali. I'm sure you've got a base that is similar to this with the hundreds of, of content pieces that you manage. Right. Uh, um, cool. Um, so then content pipeline are those different pieces that we're managing, right? So we've got uh, a Kanban view of the different pieces that we're trying to manage, drafting to ready to publish to post it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that first challenge of this team is when our products launch, what do they look like? All of that happens in the product roadmap table that I'm going to open up here. Let's go into the all products view, which is a Kanban view. So this is uh, uh, maybe this team, you know, is working out of this space and they're updating information. And really, there's only a subset of this information that's important to the campaign team. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want uh, to have access to the whole base because there's a lot going on here. Really, what we want to know is when products are locked, meaning a launch date has been decided, that is at the point at which the product team or the campaign team, I should say, should be aware of that product, right? So when you think about it, the only information that needs to be shared is this launches view. So this is a grid view where we've set up the filter such that it only shows records where status is any of locked or launched. And then there's a a lot of information that is pertinent to that team, what category it's in, its cost, its materials, its colors. So when we think about it, this is the view, this is the information that is pertinent to the campaign team. What you do historically for folks who are Airtable users, well, there's two options you had. You either invited everyone to the space and that person had to kind of manage those two bases or you'd create a shared view. Being that that is how folks would work out of today we thought the best place to share information from is directly from this share view functionality Mm -hmm. so here it creates a shareable link just like before however there's now this option allow data in this view to be synced to other bases what's important is that the the rules and the the kind of configuration will match your existing view shares so if you have a password when you want to restrict to an email domain only folks who enter that password or that correspond to that email domain will be able to sync the view. Does that make sense? Any it, questions so far? Uh, no, that, that does make sense. So would it be if, if you're in a table with a synced view that's restricted with a password, do you have to enter it when you click on the table or can you just not see the table? Right. So let's say I have a password set up on my shared view uh-huh. and I want to sync that view. I would first have to enter the password just like I would to access the shared view. I see. Okay. Right. And once someone has access to that shared view, they can then sync it to whatever base they want. Okay. Right. So it's that existing granularity, that existing control that sits on top of synced views. Okay. But let's imagine that we want to let anyone for now just sync to this view. When you turn it on, it says, okay, do you want to sync it right now? Now that you're in this domain. So I'm going to sync it to my campaign tracker. So let's sync this view to another base, brings up that shared view dialog and says, where do you want to sync this to? So I want to go to the unlock the power of Airtable and the base is going to be the campaign tracker. Then some options you can either copy, but we want this to be up to date. So I'm going to create that table. And now we see that in our campaign tracker, we have this launches kind of sync table. Mm-hmm. You'll notice that it has this little sync table emoji lightning, which is intuitive now, yeah. uh, that says this information comes from that other synced table, that view. So anything that changes there will be updated here. However, this is, ex- so let's actually do that. I always think that there's no more power than, than, than showing off what it looks like. Uh, let's actually go and update some information, right? So let's say this Madrid chair is now, uh, um, you know, let's add a new product into this view. Let's do that. So I'm going to go put myself back on my product. Pro- I'm a product person now. Mm-hmm. Twist side table. Let's set a date there. I'm just clicking on that. Let's say this is launching next week. Let's move this into locked. 
Now, sync tables update every five minutes, roughly. I'm gonna go and manually sync. Mm -hmm. And then we see twist side table is now updated. It's now, I don't need to talk to the product team as much as I love the product team. They're great people, uh, but I wanna be informed in my pace whenever something changes in there. So you saw that it entered the view. So if we go into launches view, we now see that twist side table right here. It's now in my launches view and it gets reflected into my sync table. So that is that functionality just in of itself. That's, I don't know. I, I still get excited about this every time I show it off. It's so cool. Uh, it's really great. <laughs> yes. Um, now this is a table in the base. So what this means is, is you can then start treating it as a table. And examples of what you can do is you can create linked records, mm -hmm. right? So let's say we want uh, to create a new campaign around that product that we just added. So I'm gonna add a new record here. Let me remember the name here, twist side table. So let's say it's winter 2020 twist side table. I can call this upcoming. I'm gonna put myself as the owner. We're gonna go into Twitter and Facebook as those channels that we want to target. And now I can do a linked record and say this campaign is around this specific product. So I'm gonna call this product, whoops, could actually type in the right field, <laughs> product, go into the linked record functionality and now launches is there. So let's save that and let's add twist side table. And you'll notice that this is acts just like a linked record in, I'm just gonna move that here in our campaigns table. So I can't add records, mm -hmm. right? Because the records have to be added in that source table. However, I can add fields in my target table to be able to treat it exactly like an existing table. Now, the second thing I do wanna quickly show off is that it also acts just like a normal table when it comes to automations. So for instance, let's say we wanna be alerted when a new record is added to our launch table, which means that we have a new kind of campaign we need to prioritize. Mm -hmm. So let's kind of configure an automation that says when a record is created in this table, which means that it was created or added in that source view, mm -hmm. we want to send a Slack message to the whole team saying, hey, we need to create a campaign. Mm -hmm. So quickly into the second functionality that we introduced, which is automations, which lets you create custom trigger and action sequences on top of your Airtable base. I see you kind of smiling every time I'm going into this, which is really great. It's yeah. so great to have like live reactions. I know you've seen it before, but it feels like it's still exciting for you. <laughs> it is. I get, I get like giddy about Airtable features. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Uh, uh, um, so, so here, um, what I'm going to do is, you know, send notification for new product. And, you know, so every automation is composed of an action, of a trigger, and then potentially multiple actions. Triggers is what you want your automation to be triggered on, what sets it in motion. So our trigger is when record is created. You can do when record matches conditions. We can explore, if we have some time at the end, some examples of that. Mm -hmm. So when record is created, which means a new launch right? A new record was created in this table, meaning a new product has been prioritized. So we're going to select the launches table. Let's click done, add an action. We're going to send a Slack message. I can select a Slack account. Let's say I don't have a connected one. This should work. This one should work. Um, and then let's go social campaigns. That's the channel I want to send to you. And then you kind of have complete control over what you want that message to say. So let's say we say new product has been locked. Product name, if I can only type, is. And you can go and get information from previous steps. Mm -hmm. So going into step one, what we want is the name of that product. This, this field right here. So let's insert the name. And let's say product product will be, let's actually not put the date, let's save some time here. And let's say link to product and pull that URL so someone in Slack can just click on the URL and see the information. 
An example of what you can do later, you can automatically send a meeting so that you talk about that product using the Google Calendar action. Uh, you can tweet about it. You can do whatever you want. Um, um, so let's click Done here. Let's turn this on. And let's kind of go through this automation. All right. Let's go into Product Roadmap, All Products, which is the Kanban view. Let's say Data Site Table is now locked. Note that I have to manually do this just because I don't want five minutes of silence on your podcast. <laughs> now, data side table is a new record. Mm -hmm. right? We forgot to update the, the launch date. Let me, let me go do that. Launch date, 25th. One more time. Sync. Now we have that launch date. Still get excited every time. Oh, yeah. And then if we go to the automation itself, we see that it's ran successfully to let us know that it, that Slack message has been sent. If I go into Slack, I'm clicking on a tab for folks on the podcast side, and I can see a message from the Airtable app saying, you know, go check out that product data side table is now locked, and you can go and it'll link to that record in your base. Whew, exciting, right? So cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And this is, it's like you've shaved off at least, even just setting this up, it, it just saves like five minutes without having to go to Zapier, set up a view and everything. And oh my gosh, it's just wonderful. Yeah. And, and just that ability to be in sync between teams is just a, a huge unlock. Um, so, so that was an example of, of working these two together. And, and just one last thing here. Let's imagine now that we have our campaign that's tied to a product. So I'm looking at the linked record that matches a campaign to its product. We can also look up information. So it acts just like a regular table in regular field. So I can say the launch date and let's look up, right, let's go look up the uh, product, right? That's our linked record. Let's look up the launch date. Let's save that. And now we have our launch date here, but there's kind of like a, a single line arrow that goes from the product table. So this, this product is called twist side table. So let's say the manufacturing team is hitting delays and it's saying, you know what, we're going to actually launch this on October 30th. I've just updated that record in the product table. I'm going to sync here. This has been updated. And then in my campaign table, that launch date updates. So really, uh, and then you could potentially have, you know, uh, um, you can see or track specific updates to records or fields. So if launch date is super important to you and you always want to be on top of launch date, you can do when a record changes or is updated and send a notification from there or change information in other systems. So really, you know, unlocking folks to be able to stay on the same page, um, you know, easily. And so um, just going to move maybe to a base that's a little more built out, just to show a few examples. I won't go through them, but I just want to show folks, especially for folks joining on YouTube, uh, so here, this is the same campaign tracker. Maybe we've been working at it for a few more months. We've got that launch table that's synced, same information. Mm -hmm. So if I open up automations, you'll notice that we have many more. So I just want to quickly walk through what they do, and then we can peek behind the curtains. I do want to spend two minutes, three minutes at the end at least, just showing off the new apps. Yes. Um, so we now have two campaigns that are in upcoming, and you notice that when we move them into building, that's when we kind of create the content pieces. So we've automated that because each one has the same structure. I'm going to actually show you in the content pipeline. Mm -hmm. So each one has that same structure where we have that Facebook post, the name of the product. We have its channel. We have the status. So these all have that same structure. Mm -hmm. So what I can do is that if I move fall 2020 into building, I want to create these linked tasks depending on different channels I've prioritized. Mm -hmm. so if I move this to building and just spend a moment distracting you, uh, yeah. there now have those two linked records. And how we do that, just quickly going to show you, is we have these create action items. So let's take Twitter, for instance. It says, when a record is in building and has channel Twitter, mm -hmm. every time a new record matches those conditions, that's going to set off this automation that creates the record. And the record that it creates is that action item in the content pipeline to draft that tweet mm -hmm. in 
the content pipeline table. So it sets the, the name of that record. It associates to the right campaign, sets the right status, and sets the right channel. So if you have anything of structure that needs to be replicated, everything, something, sometimes something else happens, maybe uh, event management, a new contact comes in, and you need to create tasks around or action items for that specific content uh, or contact, I should say. Uh, this automation is extremely powerful. Now, I'm sure you already have four or five places in your workflow where you're using something similar. Absolutely. Yes, definitely. Um, and I'm wondering if you were to say remove Twitter from one of those, from the multi select in the building status, would it add it again when you put it back? Like, would it add a third linked record? Uh, not the way I've got it set up, right? So right now our workflow, the way it's set up is that we decide channels in advance mm -hmm. and we want to create action items for those specific, like for the specific channels that we've decided. And that's why in the automations, we have three different. So every time we have Twitter as a channel and it's set to building, we create that action item. However, I think you bring up a great point that automations are only a reflection of what you've decided your process is. Mm -hmm. So kind of very important, and I recommend this more generally, that before you create that automation, think of what your process is and make sure that folks understand what that process is. In our case, we always decide channels before we prioritize that campaign. However, if you were to prioritize first and then kind of decide or brainstorm what channels you want, you can then add that say, you know, channels are, are locked and you have a check mark and that those are the conditions that you want your automation to trigger on. And so because automations are built on top of filtering mechanisms, so just like the filter you have here, you can get extremely granular and you have extreme flexibility into when that automation is triggered. Uh, so really kind of think of what is your process what is a good way? And then build the automation on top of that process. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And one of, one of the best things that I've found so far about automations is that they can trigger more than once on a record, even if it's the, when it enters a view. If it enters the view again, it can trigger again, which is not possible in Zapier. That's totally right. And so every time a record matches the conditions, it's going to trigger. And you're right that for workflows that depend on that, that's extremely powerful. Word of word, not, I wouldn't say word of caution here. Note that it triggers. So I just want to make sure it's clear. It triggers every time. Yeah. Right. So if I was to move this back into upcoming and then move it back into building, we're going to have two new tasks. So again, it just comes back to make sure that you both understand how the automation works, which is it'll trigger every time those conditions are met. Mm -hmm. And to think of if our workflow requires us to go on back and forth, well, we need to make sure that the automation is triggered when we want it to. Now, I don't want to make this sound daunting. It is not. Uh, we just built one in, in a couple of seconds. But do you want to make sure folks understand that it, it is triggered every time? So one other automation I do want to show off here is that you can actually kind of go ahead and you know, send information to other applications directly from Airtable. So let's take this Ecrore chair. Naturally, the education team that helped me build this base gave me names that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> Thank you to them. <laughs> this is the fun that we have at the education team. Um, we had the choice of going with very simple names or names that I have no, absolutely no chance to pronounce. And we obviously decided on the, 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 the latter part. Um, so let's say... I want to say this is a great chair. You should sit in it. It's a great chair, ergonomic, great tweet, send tweet. There we go. That's the copy for that tweet. Love it. Um, and you notice that we have uh, an image here. So let me, I think I have the image downloaded. Just give me a sec. I'm going to add it into assets. Let me just find that assets right here. And I want to upload. That image, oh, I don't have the image. Let me go and get the image. Let me download that. There we go. Let me just make sure it gets included into the tweet. And for some reason, I cannot download the image. Let's just give it a, a, a coffee image because that's what I have on hand. And I'll show you just for this specific tweet. So we're adding an asset. Hopefully, it matches what you want to tweet about uh, uh, in the future for folks uh, listening to this. And um, 
Once that's uploaded, what our process requires is that it gets moved into ready to publish. So what ready to publish is going to do is going to check what channel you want to send on, going to get the copy, get the image and tweet it out from your Twitter account. So let's go into here. Let's say I move this into ready to publish. This is going to fire off a tweet from my kind of channel, right? You'll notice that it did two things there. Now it's in posted. So if I go to the top here, tweet around ecror chair. Oh, that's not our right one. Let me find it's probably at the bottom here. There we go. The only one with the coffee image is now updated to post it. So let's just quickly look at the automation. We can see send tweet. We can see in the run that it's run successfully. Mm -hmm. And what this does is that it checks when a channel is Twitter and something is ready to publish. That means it kind of fits our criteria for the tweet to be sent off. It first sends the tweet. So it goes and gets the copy, adds the asset, and then goes and finds that record with the copy that we just sent off and updates it to post it. And now if I have the right Twitter account here, there we go. The other one, oh, I don't have my account here, unfortunately. So I know that it's been tweeted and I'll find it and I'll send it off. We'll add it to the show notes. I have the wrong account here. Uh, but I can tell you that it's been tweeted. Excellent. We'll so, that in the show notes for sure. Yeah. So essentially any kind of triggers or actions, including things like Twitter or Facebook or Jira, Google, For uh, Google Forms, Google Sheets, you can send information to that and kind of mix and match those actions as you'd like. So cool. Just super impressive. I really... I. <laughs> And every time I see people working with it, I get more and more ideas. So I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And so, you know, uh, what I last words here are um, have fun with it, uh, build, and please let us know what it is that you built. Uh, we're always super excited to learn about how people are using Airtable, uh, both in ways that we expect and ways that we hadn't expected. And that's always great. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today and taking the time to talk with me. I really, I, the pleasure was all mine. Yeah, no, uh, it truly was all mine. So this was so, so much fun, Ali. I hope we do it again in the future. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll have a, just as a big launch in, in the future, but please don't hesitate to invite me or anyone else from the team uh, before then uh, just to talk Airtable. It's always a joy. We'd love to have you back. Thank you so much. And Thank you again for all of the wonderful new goodies. I know <laughs> I'm excited and I'm sure all of our listeners are as well. Awesome. All right, Ali, have a great day and uh, let's do this soon. Definitely. Thank you, Aaron. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built On Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.